Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con from now into eternity. <laughs> I am Ryan, to my right is... James. And to my left is my wife, if she ever wants to chime in. I'll chime in a little bit. I'm extra boring, though. I'm, I apologize. I don't think that's true. That's not true. You're very beautiful, honey. I, I've always been a bigger fan of you than Ryan. That's yeah. okay. I'm pretty popular, so <laughs> there's that. It's the being a girl thing. Yeah, that's what makes it really popular. Well, yeah. no. See, I feel like that that like it downplays you my awesomeness. Now, you you say, mm -hmm. that, you say that while girl. you are literally holding the mic with your boobs. Yeah. I'm not even Whoa, kidding. what are you checking out my wife's boobs for? I'm, so, I do, uh, I'm they sorry. They come in handy. Yeah. I, it's like I have my own little mic stand right here. Attention is being drawn, sir. I'm it sorry. It is. It is. I didn't do uh, it. If you've never listened to us before, thank you for giving us a shot, of course. Um, every week we go see a new movie and then we podcast our experience to the world. This week, James, we went and saw Two Guns. Click, click, pow, pow. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Um, but, you know, well, guns whatever. click before they get fired. Yeah, they do. Yeah. If you play Russian roulette. Anyways, um, um, so we see a new gun. movie every week. This week it happened to be Two Guns. We also talk about movies we saw throughout the week because we're big movie fans. And if we weren't doing this podcast, we'd still be watching tons of movies. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's what we do. Maybe not as many as I have been. Honestly, I was looking at this earlier Well, because I went to see a movie today. And I realized I don't think there's anything in theaters right now that I really want to see that I have not seen. Yeah, see, you're lucky. I uh, for those of you who've been listening lately, I I've missed a few episodes lately. Yeah, you've been in, like on vacation <laughs> or like doing work. <laughs> and then I <laughs> saw Rod Stewart. Yeah, and I'll talk about uh, something I saw in Vegas that pertains to my movie nerdiness um, and things we saw this week. Um, but also, if you're listening to this and you say, "Oh man, I wish I had some really sweet earbuds or uh, to listen to this podcast through," you can log on to tweakedaudio.com. And while you're there, pick out any of their earbuds. They're all very good. James is listening to our podcast right now as we're recording it through his earbuds. They're parkour. 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 Um, and then when you're done picking out what you'd like, when you do the checkout area, type in Real Nerds in the coupon code. You'll get a third off your whole order. So, you know, Real Nerds, one word, R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S. Also, you can – what the fuck am I trying to say here? Just get just get some freaking earbuds from tweakedaudio.com. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. They're, they're awesome. That's when, you know, your husband gets the nice parkour ones and uh, I, I have the, the natural I version the 3. I'm stuck with them. the regular iPod headphones. I think I need to order some more that don't fall out of my ears when I'm Well, honey, this is my show. Why the fuck would I give you the best ones? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I already gave you my heart. I think that's enough. Oh, this is I really gross like some now. Earbuds too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart doesn't come with earbuds. No, it, does it doesn't. Not. And if they did, it probably wouldn't sound very good. So this is. Uh, I also want to give a shout out and uh, thank Zach Eastman and Take Thirty Eight Productions. Uh, this is actually the second podcast we've done this week. We performed our first ever live show podcast. Yeah, where I confessed my man crush on Hugh Jackman. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we did talk a lot about the manliness of, of Hugh Jackman. Dude, it's pretty. Oh. He's pretty manly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you had been like following him on Twitter and making sure that he was well, posting sexy you know pictures what? of himself. So that was James. I don't follow him on Twitter. Real nerds follow him on Twitter. Oh no! So you technically follow him too. <laughs> so anytime you want to, you know, log on. But yeah, and we uh, we did a little charity thing for Aurora Rise, uh, the little uh, nonprofit organization that helps victims of the Century Sixteen theater shooting. Yeah. Um, so that was a good cause. We had a lot of fun. We debuted Pod Show Episode 2 there. 
Um, we also debuted my interview, in quotation marks, with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that um, was really good. It yeah. was fun. It was funny. Um, Although I remember, like, when he was doing it at the house, like, he was just watching these Robert Downey Jr. videos, the same clip, over and over <laughs> and over. Like an and obsessive person? Yeah, like, I know, I know ryan is obsessed with rdj and i've accepted this but i was like this is a whole new level honey i don't understand what's but then when on. you saw the edited and what i was yeah, doing it was I, pretty funny oh. and i was like that's that's pretty funny you know increases your obsession with a um, dude but that's all right but no i mean i do feel bad for laura because she was sitting here and i don't know what she's watching probably some dumb bitch housewives from orange county Ooh. and i was literally watching the interviews over and over again and then i would go back to certain parts of them to see how I could fit in these questions I was asking him to what he was being asked, like, of Ben Kingsley or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was probably annoying for someone who wasn't. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't take advantage of those tweaked audio headbuds, hon. <laughs> that well, you know. might have been polite <laughs> here in the living room we share. No, I was stoked. We gave away a bunch of uh, free swag. Um, yeah. I hope everybody enjoys the stuff we gave away. I know uh, uh, Cougar Littlefield won a, a, a signed copy of Saga, Saga Number One, and then he tweeted at us, and he was like, "Dude, I I don't know it was on Facebook," and he was like, "Dude, this has been on my reading list for a while, so hopefully he really enjoys it. I I know he'll really enjoy it. It's just hopefully he of reads it soon." Uh, one of Brad's friends, I forget her name. She's written to the show before. She's she's the one who called in as the Japanese lady. Oh, uh, Mayo, Mayo. Yeah, she yeah. she said she fucking loved. Uh, my Robert Downey Jr. interview that I scored. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was nice. So, yeah, that was fun. I hope we can do more live shows. Yeah, that was really cool. You know, try something new. Yeah, it was fun. So, yeah, if you're inter- uh, if you're interested in emailing us, you can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You can like us on Facebook and leave us messages there, and we will read them on air in a segment I like to call... Fan mail. Fan mail! That's a really creative name for this right. segment I'm about to read. Because it's mail sent by fans. Exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty um, clever about that. Uh, I, I'm going to just give a little um, shout out to Mile High Horror and let all our fans know that it is official now. I got sent our table invoice for Mile High Horror. So Ooh. we will be there. Do I get to go? You do. All oh, right. It's in October. It's October fourth, I believe. It's the Saturday oh, really? in October. Yes. No, it's got to be the fifth because the fourth is a Friday. Because we know that it is. Machete uh, Kills comes out on the fourth. Machete. Yeah. It's. It is. It's the fifth. We will be there from I think eleven in the morning till midnight. So if you're there, stop by. It's at the Alamo Draft House this year, so it'll be lots of fun. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. We'll be interviewing That's a great people. Venue for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, our old friend Jonathan Tiersten will be there. Because I think, if I remember reading his post right, he's trying to get Sleepaway Camp shown there. Ooh. So that should be fun. Hopefully, uh, I'll ask him if I can moderate his Q&A afterwards. That would uh, be cool. You'd have, to spend, you'd have to like watch Sleepaway Camp a few times that week. Oh, really, sorry, really you know, actually, it's really hard to like find. Um, I have not seen it in years. But oh, yeah? I, I remember enough about it that it, it's, it's one of those horror movies that kind of stick with you because it's kind of... Uh, Really twisty at and the end. I know for like uh, for like fifty bucks or something like that, you can buy a signed copy of the VHS. The VHS unopened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it's probably more than fifty bucks. It's probably worth more than that. But uh, yeah, I wonder if he opens it to sign it though. I don't know. Hey, he's got to. Yeah, he's I guess he to. has to. I mean, if that's a cool little. Uh, yeah. He's th- probably got you know he's got like that that big ranch house out there. He's probably got like a whole basement full of VHS tapes that he's been making. 
in Probably. his basement. You know. I would. Yeah. Just printing money down there. <laughs> so we only have a we have a couple tweets. Uh, Daniel tweeted us again. And he said, listening to At Real Nerds Podcast while exercising may explain my abnormally fat ass. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, I guess we could probably kill a lot of time by, uh, you know, listen to us talk. And while you're working out, hopefully we're entertaining enough where <laughs> it makes it go by fast. He know. was telling me there was a, th- the problem was, because I, I ran into him at work where I used to work, uh, where he works. And... He said, uh, "He said that the problem was is we spent like ten minutes talking about Morningwood in mm-hmm. some episode. Now, I don't remember this. I don't remember us Morning talking about wood. that. Right? I know, uh, but apparently we did, and that that made it really hard for him to exercise. Yeah, Probably you, because you don't want to be the only one at the gym like giggling to yourself. Yeah, no, that's yeah, not that's cool. All right. Well, I don't know if he was at the gym. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Then you, then it feels dirty. You're out in public, <laughs> listening to strangers <laughs> talk about wood." All right, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Dan, who sat in uh, last week, I believe, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He sent us a message while we were in the movie, and I don't know what this is, but I'm going to read oh. it because it's funny. Okay. It says, show, piss, uh, show Piercer, WTF. When the fuck will Show Piercer release in the U.S.? Because holy shit, fuck, Dan. And then he linked us to IMDb. Show Piercer or Snow Piercer? Show Piercer. I bet he means Snowpiercer. Oh, wait. Showpiercer is the headline, and Snowpiercer is in the in his email. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know when Snowpiercer is going to release, but it looks bad as sh- badass what as is shit. It? It's a movie where um, I think it's Chris Evans. He's on a train, and the train is like a little city, and in the back of the train are all the people who are working, and in the front of the train are all the rich people, and in the back of the train people, they attack the front of the train people. And it's like train. It's like Metropolis only on a train. Cool. Yeah. Where's the train going? I don't know. Hell. <laughs> it's going to the future. That's where it's going. Yeah. Wait, it's, there's, there's a whole city, and you don't. It's a, why it's are they, why it's are a they metaphor moving? for progress. And there's badass people getting stabbed in it. But I don't know. Where, where are they going? It looks it looks really cool. I don't. They're they're like probably <laughs> there's probably some excuse like they're you're trying to survive in a post apocalyptic like you know nuclear winter and they have to keep moving otherwise the the winter will freeze out, their train. Like, Outrunning the radiation or something. Oh yes, there we go. <laughs> now at a certain point the Earth is round, so at a certain point you would find the radiation. You would again. find the radiation again. <laughs> but maybe maybe the movie is as long as. The uh, di- like half of the circumference of something about pi of you the know, earth yeah, yeah. earth pi. Anyway, thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Snow piercer. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get that link and go check it out. Yeah, clearly they are piercing through snow. You know, maybe they're trying to get through Siberia. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. Makes sense to me. Doesn't matter. Dude's getting stabbed. Guy throws an axe. And whilst in the movie, too, while we were leaving, Cora happened to email us. Oh, good old correspondent. I'm going to see if I can. OMG! <laughs> Double exclamation point. <laughs> so I'm getting behind on my episodes again. That's okay. Sad panda. It's okay, Cora. Yeah. But I wanted to check in and say thank you for letting us invade the show again a few weeks ago. So fun. Also, we did go see Pacific Rim and Much Ado About Nothing after the movie with you all. Oh. Pacific Rim was surprisingly good. I was expecting just a robot versus monster movie, but it was so much more. Well, kind of. Yeah, I was going to say. I appreciated <laughs> that it had a bit more heart and the characters you actually gave a shit about. Unlike Transformers, James. Oh, come oh, on. Burn. That first movie's pretty good. 
Much Ado About Nothing was fantastic. Yeah. I've watched the Kenneth Branagh version a number of times, but Michael didn't know the story at all. He said the only thing that he could have could have made it better was giant robots. <laughs> uh, Josh did a fabulous job making such a simple movie. He needs to do that more often. Yeah. Yeah. I want him to do... Uh, you weren't here last week, but I saw it last week. I want him to do like all the comedies. I would love yeah. a, a Josh Whedon version about of, of, of uh, the Tempest. Yeah, I did. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, like with a little bit of money and like not doing it when he's on hiatus from Avengers. If he did the the Tempest, I think that would I would <laughs> die. Oh my gosh, it would be so cool, man. Uh, Chief closes with so we we still need to watch Two Headed Shark Attack and report back. <laughs> but for now, I'm addicted to Orange Is a New Black. Win. Oh. Gonna cool. catch up on the last few episodes this weekend. Have a great show, love Cora. I've been, I've been, I've been told that that show is really good. It's one of those Netflix shows. Yeah, uh, and I keep meaning to try it out, it but I have It's about women behind bars. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. Get it? Because the name is like fashion, but also about being in an orange jumpsuit because you're in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks everybody for writing in. Thanks for the likes on Facebook. Thanks for coming out and supporting Aurora Rise this week. And uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's all the mail we got. But we got some mail. It's fun. Yeah. We reach people. We make a difference. Sexually. Yes. Mm, yeah, no. And we touch oh, them with it. these hands. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Girls just melt. <laughs> There's a lot of internet groping. I'm just kidding, on. honey. Oh, that is an intense stare. It is. If, you th- want that if only these hands could touch Hugh Jackman. You want, it, you want that, uh, that 1-800-divorce billboard number? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I think, but Ryan needs a number to um, Jared, so. <laughs> the oh. gallery of jewelry. <laughs> oh, man. He went to Jared. <laughs> oh, hey, we watched some things this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. So when I was in Vegas, I decided to take part in a musical, James. Really? Like, uh, like Cats or um, The Lion King? No, I did not do those. Oh. Um, I went for more high class uh, musical theater, like like Wicked or Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. I have seen Wicked twice, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep meaning to see it. I never. Had it's it. awesome. Um, I'm waiting for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's coming, but no, actually, I was I was in Vegas and my dad and I went to see Rod Stewart, but his show didn't start till seven. And my dad says, oh, there has to be shows before 7. And I tell my dad, I says, no, dad, nothing in Vegas starts before, you know, 6 o'clock at night. And the first day we were out there, we went to Planet Hollywood because I wanted to eat at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant there. And that didn't even open up till 11. So the whole place was dead. And while we were waiting, they had um, this kiosk that said half-price show tickets. And while we were standing there just goofing around, I saw Evil Dead in 4D scroll by. I'm like, the movie? And it, no, it was Evil Dead the musical in 4D. What? I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. Um, It was playing at this theater that was inside a mall. It was really interesting, but it didn't start till 1130 at night. And, uh, of course, after Rod Stewart, we went back to the hotel, me and my dad, and we had dinner. And he said, oh, I don't want to go see that shit. (laughs) All right, I'll go. And... Uh, so it took me forever to find this theater in this uh, mall, but I finally found it. And after I bought my ticket, I I was walking in line, and they had the Deadites there, like uh, 
making fun of people. Oh, yeah? And I kind of knew I might be in trouble in this show when the Deadites who were there were not very funny. Oh, no. It was kind of obnoxious, you know what I mean? Like not This is quickly not going the way I expected. <laughs> right. Um, but the, the 40 part, what you're talking about is if you spend $130, you'd be in the splatter zone where they would actually shoot blood on you. And you got like a T-shirt that says Splatter Zone. Um, it didn't say like I Survived Evil Dead Musical. It's no. like Splatter Zone. Yeah. This is lame already. Right. Well, then they could use the shirt for something else. I don't. Oh no, you, you could you have, keep the shirt. Have, they probably have other shows there that have Splatter Zones, and they just buy one shirt. I'm not down they with that. Use it for all <laughs> of the shows. So we we have printed our own shirts. They are not that expensive. Yeah. Well, do you think they like, can afford them? $130 tickets. Yeah. And mine was general admission. $130. You can order a lot of shirts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine was general admission, and it was still sixty bucks. Yeah, because actually it, they misled you because on their website it says forty eight dollars. It was like fifteen dollars entertainment tax. What? Yeah, is Every, that a, everything is that a in Vegas, Vegas has. Yeah, everything in Vegas has an entertainment tax. What the fuck? Even even when me and my dad got our Rod Stewart tickets, it was like seventy five dollars, but the actual tickets were like fifty five. That, so that's just how the government functions in the desert. Yeah. it's like Mad Max style out there. Like everything you do is fifteen percent tax. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, anyways, so I'm waiting in line, and um, these deadites aren't very funny. Um, oh, no. You know, whatever. So, th- they let us in, and there wasn't very many people there. So, my general admission seats, you could only sit in the back three rows, but it was only like a 100-person theater. Yeah. So, it wasn't even that big. Um, but when I sat down there, it was like me and four other people were in the general admission. And they said, oh, everybody just come up. So, I sat like one row behind the splatter zone. <laughs> so dumb. So those poor people who spent like $130 for yeah. these seats. Uh, who were like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. We're going to get splattered by an awesome musical. Yeah. And then nobody shows up and they scoot everybody into the splatter zone. And yep. yep. They get a shirt that says splatter zone. <laughs> I did it. not get a shirt, though. I did not. Well, you, no, no. I know you didn't. But, but you know. Uh, so, oh, man, how do I say this? Here's the not thing with good. I think the way so, you say it is yeah. not good. Here's the thing with this musical. Um, they had some guy who was like a host who was not that funny. I don't think. I mean, I cuss a lot, but I don't think saying cuss words makes you funny. Right. Um, but he was trying to say, "Hey, you fuckers," or something like he was. Hey. He was trying to improv, but he wasn't very funny improving. Um, mm-hmm. So the show started, and you know, it was whatever. It's. It's basically a mix of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, in so much that they just took lines from Army of Darkness no. and put them in. Um, and there's this one girl who was actually kind of funny, but she overdid it, so she also came across as kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, don't worry, I'll get to the guy who was Ash. Oh. <laughs> The well, friend I'm, guy. I'm terrified as it is. They had a guy who there who is like super overweight, which is fine. He could sing. Yeah, but they had him funny. do like physical stuff, but he had a hard time like standing up. <laughs> so it just looked pathetic. <laughs> um, so no, he was like a he was like a Chris Farley who couldn't commit. Yeah, exactly. But they could have given like a little rascal, let him roll around the stage. No, like <laughs> no. There's <laughs> this is the part where I do funny things, but I can't get out of the chair. There's a part where he <laughs> he went out into the woods and he came back and his intestines were falling out, and then he was spraying people with blood in right. the splatter zone. Yeah, and he like fell down. Wait, and hold then on, he, hold on. When they spray people with the splatter zone, do they go whoa? Yeah, and they like, do. Shit, oh no. 
They do. That's horrible. Um, it's like a guar concert. Yeah. So he like he would then he would try to stand up after he fell down, and it was just a struggle for him. Oh. And he he like put all his weight on like one of his legs. <laughs> like, dude, he could sing and dance though when he was up. Uh, <laughs> when he was up. There as long w- as he maintained his center of gravity, he's yeah. all right. There, there was a. Uh, oh, I feel so bad. There was a there was a funny song with him and Ash where they're singing "What the fuck was that." When people yeah. kept on turning into deadites, that was pretty funny. Um, there was a song where uh, Ash and Linda uh, fell in love as like a duet, falling in love in Smart, which was really good. Oh yeah. Um, the guy who played Ash could sing well. Um, here's my problem: if you are going to play Ash in a movie, there is or in a play, there is a way to deliver lines. Um, what what Bruce Campbell does better than a lot of actors is when he says stuff, you know, uh, give me some sugar, baby. He's not saying it to say it. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's making you believe that that's exactly what he would say in that right. situation. Yeah. It's it's not a line. It's what that character says. Exactly. Yeah. So the guy who was playing Ash, anytime he'd have, like, give me some sugar, baby lines or yeah. good, bad, I'm the guy with a gun. He'd get, like, that pause beforehand, like, it, get ready. Exactly. It was worse. He, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Give me some sugar, baby. He would do it in a horrible, like, William Shatner impression <gasps> of Ash. Does that make sense? Yeah. He would, he would stop. He would have the chainsaw, and he'd, he'd, like, look in the audience, and he'd, like, raise an eyebrow and say, give me some sugar, baby. <gasps> it's like, dude. Uh, uh. And so that really took me out of it. Yeah. Because the subtleties of playing the character of ash is just like i said he's saying lines but he doesn't believe he's saying a line it's you know get the fuck out of my face it's just stuff like that but this guy oh man he was horrible he, he, he could sing and he was good in the musical parts but him being ash was is this thing sanctioned like yeah uh, it, it does sam oh, yeah. raimi has he seen it i don't know i know the poster of it is uh, is Bruce Campbell's likeness mm-hmm. um, in cartoon kind of form. And oh, I've, okay. I know it was off-Broadway for a while. And, I mean, someone actually spent time in it. And, you know, whatever. The guy who played... Uh, you've seen Evil Dead too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played... It. I for, always forget his name, but he goes, Bobby Joe! Uh, oh. He's in Spider-Man too as well. <laughs> but uh, he's actually pretty good. The guy who played him was just like, Guy who could sing and dance. He's like this old scruffy guy, and yeah. is uh, pretty good. He was dancing and um, singing. It was pretty good, it, but just the Ash character was driving me freaking crazy. Mm. So yeah, um, it's definitely not worth sixty dollars. Um, <laughs> or, or at the very least, one hundred and thirty-five. Yeah. But did you get did you get half off for it? So was it worth thirty dollars? No, I did not get half off because what? I didn't. I didn't have time to. My dad didn't want to wait in line for it, and I didn't oh. know if I'd have enough time. After the Rod Stewart concert, to go back to our hotel with my dad and oh. then stop and then go again. Yeah. Um, but whatever. And that's why I, every time I go to Vegas, I always want to go see shows, but they're all so fucking expensive. And I know a lot of them are not like worth it. Yeah, absolutely not worth it. But you don't know which ones are worth it because I hype up everything so much. Right. Well, you know, yeah. too, and I, I was not going to go, but I would be, I would be really. There was a part of me that really wanted to see it because yeah. of what it was. Oh, I think you had to see it. Like, exactly. I, I, if it were eighty dollars, I think you had to see it. Even exactly. if it were, it were you know, trash. Like. I, I, I was, you know, I was sitting. I came back to the hotel room with my dad. My dad was just watching something on PBS, and 
you know, I was like, you know what? I should just go. When the other, <laughs> when am I ever going to have an opportunity to see the Evil Dead musical? I'm yeah. in Vegas. Who really cares? You know. So yeah. yeah but. I mean, the same thing goes. If you ever got a chance to see Spider-Man uh, take a shit in the dark or whatever, yeah. That thing was, oh, I uh, would. Like you have to pay 150 bucks. You have to pay to see that. Exactly. Even if it is awful. Exactly. Um, you know, you're right because it's an opportunity, and you know, you never which, might never get. Which is unfortunately why it was made because they know that there are people out there who are gonna pay for that shit. Yep. But um, still. Yeah. Whatever, you can't. Um, you know, well, other than that, you might see someone like you know fall and get really, really hurt. So <laughs> that's not funny. Good. I, I mean, and the one girl uh, was kept on stripping throughout of it. Throughout it. Wait, wait, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, like she didn't the, go completely the main nude, actress? but yeah, she. But she's like, oh no, my shirt got caught, and it really wasn't. She just ripped off part of her clothes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like the main actress was also a stripper. Like that's oh, the, yeah. <laughs> that's the best they could get. <laughs> so in order to no, they're being know. actress. She could sing. She's just kind of annoying. Oh, you mean an Evil Dead? Yeah. I was thinking Spider Man. Oh, no. I thought like the best that Spider Man could do was get a stripper who you know just needed a little extra cash. Um. So uh, on the movie front, uh, because we really didn't get a chance to spoil it and really get into the Wolverine. Mm. I saw the Wolverine this week. Yeah. Um. And I really liked it. Yeah. Um. I, I liked it because it's not your typical superhero movie right um where you know logan is he's struggling with what he did at the end i can't believe they were ballsy enough to do a direct sequel to x-men the last stand yeah um because that one's so hated which i actually don't think it's that bad i i bought the uh trilogy on blu-ray it was 20 bucks at best buy come on nice um so i'm gonna watch it again um but the 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 wolverine i thought was actually pretty cool i mean it's literally a guy who fights ninjas with knives for hands yeah um, but there's plenty of downtime. It's character driven. It is know. really character driven. Um, I don't know. think that it's always done well, but it is at least interesting and fresh. Um, yeah, you know the thing is though, I think Hugh Jackman is really good. Yeah. as as Logan, um, because he, you know he, obviously he understands character. He's played it. Is this his seventh time? Sixth time? One, two, three, four. If you count X Men first, first class. class, so six. Yeah, six. Uh, yeah, and you know he just. He brought this intensity to the role that, I mean, he's he's becoming such. I mean, I guess he's always been a good. I was actor. gonna say, yeah. If uh, if the prisoners ends up being what I think <laughs> it is, then the, Hugh Jackman is impressive. What's like, that line in, in the I, new trailer we saw? He says, "I'm gonna kill this guy," or what? I forget what he says about killing him. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the line in the trailer that is so good is. Uh, yeah, something like you know she's out there you know she's out there waiting for me for me not you yeah it's yeah. great oh man that trailer um, so it, the Wolverine I thought was really cool uh, I like the fact that he was losing his powers and did he really not want to be immortal did he really mm-hmm. want to end his suffering and then it was an interesting question to ask you know a hero is what makes you who you are yeah. and then when push comes to shove he is a hero and he, that's what he's going to do and he's you know he's going to go in berserker rage mode and yeah um and you know they make no um qualms about him killing people no about him not giving a shit uh because he is he is not superman and batman no that's not who that character is um which is refreshing to some degree yeah you know especially I, when you are a killing machine with knives for hands like yeah your job is to stab people in the face um not that he stabs people in the face but I, I wonder, too, because, um, hey, big spoilers, uh, the tag scene at the end was kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, his bone claws are obviously back. Yeah. Um, and he's, <laughs> I know, he stopped, he stopped by um, Magneto. 
Yeah. And uh, Charles Xavier is back. Uh, so obviously they're setting up Days of Future Past. Yeah, which is cool. Um, so my guess, maybe, you know, Brian Singer directed that one, that little end scene. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think the uh, – so here the the big spoilers here is, of course, the, the fact that um, – well, what happens to his claws? Why his bone claws are back? Yeah. The fact that he doesn't have metal on them anymore. Um, and Brad was saying last week, like they will probably just have Magneto you know, squeeze some metal back on those things because oh yeah, bone claws are not cool. But you know, cool too, I thought it was actually really cool that when the Silver Samurai was first revealed to be an android, I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame. Yeah, that you know he's going to fight a big robot. Yeah, but then when he chops the head off and the Silver Samurai is still coming after him, and you find out that the old dude is in there. You and... didn't know the old dude was in there. Well, I had a feeling that he yeah, was going to okay. be because I mean I know the comic character's name. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know it was just a cool and you know Wolverine chopped his head off too and yeah. Oh no! What? But Wolverine killed him by jamming one claw through his neck and then another one through his head. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. So yeah, I, I had like fun that in movie. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week I also I rewatched Spider Man three last night. I always get this um, itching to watch it again of yeah. all the Spider Man movies because it feels like I have to defend that one the most. <laughs> well, you definitely have to defend it the most, and I I like that movie, but. Even as much as I like that movie, that's the one you have to defend. Yeah, but you know, watching it again, I haven't watched it in a while. It's I still think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, um, you it's, know, it's of, messy, but it's good. I think the the, the messy parts. I, the one thing I do have an issue in the movie is I don't like Mary Jane's character in it because mm-hmm. I think she comes across as too much of a bitch. Because I mean, there's parts where you know Peter, he's just trying to relate to her. He says, you know, Spider Man's had bad press and. She says, "Oh, you're just, this isn't about you," and I just don't like that. Yeah. Well, when is, when is it about him? Yeah, exactly. And he's just trying to you know relate to her, and she's just being a bitch. And you know. Yeah. I like when Stacey Williams. It's it's appears. more you can see where the producers get into that movie. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's, and that's the problem with that movie. And you know, I I was always um, watching it again, and I really was focusing on performances in this time around because I've seen I've seen it a lot of times, obviously. Yeah. But uh, the end when Thomas Hayden Church and Tobey Maguire have this standoff on the skyscraper um, is actually like I think a really powerful scene um, because he's saying that I never wanted to be bad and I never meant. Um, and he says a line where he says, "You know, your uncle was just trying to help me." Yeah, and then uh, Peter realizes that you know he never meant to shoot his uncle, and it's actually I think a really uh, great scene. Um, I didn't like it the first time I saw that scene because I was saying, "Really, Spider-Man, you let the Sandman just go?" Yeah, but I I understood it more um, this I guess this watching it this time again. It's a superhero defeating a supervillain with forgiveness. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's at least different, you know. Yeah, you know, obviously my biggest problem with it is I don't like the newscast exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that stuff. I still don't think... Um, Venom is bad. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's hokey and thrown in there and not right. And, you know, Mary Jane in trouble again is lame. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the special effects still hold up pretty well. Um, I love Harry Osborn's arc. The, I think Harry Osborn's arc through the whole trilogy is really good. The flying action sequence in that movie is maybe one of the best action sequences in the, in the series. Oh yeah, like, that when when they're he's getting thrown kitty corner through that one building. Oh yeah. And, oh man, yeah. Even the scene where he rescues Gwen from the crane. Yeah. I love when you know you see Spider Man jumping off like falling debris and using mm-hmm. his spider sense and stuff. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, I'm really excited for the new one too. Um, so yeah. I'll probably watch the other two this sometime this week because I got a jonesing for them. <laughs> um, and the last thing I watched, I, I think you watched too this week. I rewatched Burt Wonderstone. I did. Uh, and dude, I, every time I it's watch great. it, it's just so funny. It's funny if if you remember when we reviewed it, I had said like one of the things I really like it liked about it was that because it's PG thirteen, it meant that it was a movie I could it was a comedy I could recommend to my parents see. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did this week was I nice. watched it with my parents and they loved it. Yeah, and I was so happy because I was like, oh, it, it it feels so good to be able to have like, you know, a comedy movie that is genuinely really funny that doesn't have to be. Um, really raunchy or anything like that in order to be funny. And it's not that I don't like those movies. It's that there is room for that too. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's cool to be able to watch those movies with, with my parents and, you know, you um, know what's cool and then that? be able to say things afterwards and be like, hey, you know, he put a puppy in my pants. Nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. You know, it's, uh, I don't understand why um, people didn't like the movie. I don't get it. I don't think they didn't, I don't think they got the movie. Yeah. You know, I don't think they understood the movie. Yeah. Where, it's and Steve Carell plays just being a jerk so well, and you know Alan Arkin, of course, is great in everything he does. Um, oh yeah, you know, and watching it, I love Olivia Wilde in it. Mm-hmm. She's so uh, cute, um, and you know Steve Buscemi, and just the whole cast is really good in it. <laughs> you have to give up Anton because honestly, he's homely. No offense, none taken. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually Steve Buscemi's face. Like, yeah, it's oh. it's great, and you know Steve Carell, uh, he says these little like off kilter lines that you don't catch right away mm-hmm. and then it's like a slow burn when they finally catch up to you again uh i'm, I'm trying to think of one obviously i can't think of them right yeah. now but it's just i, I had uh, forgotten about some of the the best like big gags like when he goes to her house and has dinner and then he he, he does the dishes by taking oh, yeah, them and putting yeah. them outside the door <laughs> oh man that was hilarious <laughs> the, it takes uh gillian anders uh michael's Gillian Jacobs, yeah, to, yeah, his, Gillian Jacobs uh, uh, to his apartment and is like, <laughs> pretend like you're holding a big pumpkin. <laughs> and he photoshops her into oh, a picture with man. him. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. just a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It really is. And you, everybody should give it a shot because yeah. it also says, too, about how stupid, you know, like I think Chris Angel is already. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Jim Carrey playing that character. It was funny how grossed out my mom was by that character at the beginning and then how, how sort of funny she thought she seemed to think it was by the end. Like, because it takes you a second to get it, you know, and then you realize, like, oh, that's the shtick here. Like, they are making fun of the fact that he is not really a magician, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's good. It is. It's really good. So, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. What did you watch, James? Uh, only a couple more things. I saw, um, so Before Midnight is out now, mm-hmm. and I've never seen the Before Sunrise Sunset movies, and I was like, you know what? I, they're on Amazon Instant Streaming. Like, I'm going to go ahead and... I'll, I'll rent them and see what this whole thing is about. So I rented the first one before sunrise. Um, and if you if you don't know what they are, basically Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Delpy, mm-hmm. um, they meet on a train in uh, near Vienna and they get off and um, yeah, like they they sort of strike up a conversation on the train and they clearly are sort of into each other. And so he convinces her like, look, I'm I'm leaving the country tomorrow. Um, why don't you get off the train with me here, spend the night like walking around the city with me, and then tomorrow I'll get I'll get on my plane and leave, and you can get back on the train and go where you're going. And she agrees to it, and then they basically walk around the city. And that's the whole movie. The whole mm. movie is one scene after another of dialogue, 
where they are talking about some topic and they run in, you know, sometimes they run into something like a, oh, there's a palm reader lady or there's this guy who writes poetry or they go into this little bar or whatever. Um, so there's usually like something that's encapsulating the conversation, but it's really just a series of this couple having conversations. Um, and it's really interesting. I, uh, I think at first a lot of it comes off and, you know, it's 10 years old, 10, 15 years old now, but a lot of it comes off as like masturbatory, self-inflated philosophizing by Mm -hmm. people who don't really know much about what they're talking about, you know, where they'll have conversations like, do you believe in, you know, reincarnation? And you're like, oh, (laughs) Um, but what I realized was that over time, you do start to see little patterns in their characters and in the way Mm. they talk and in the way they react to things. And like, you know, anytime that he thinks anybody is like ripping anyone else off, like he'll react in a certain way. And you start to see these patterns. And because of that, you start to actually see these characters developed in a way that I don't think, you know, it it doesn't get telegraphed to you. Um, Because literally the only way you have to learn anything about these characters is what they say. Um, And it, I think it's really great. Hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that what I'll do is like next week I'll watch the next one and the week after that I'll go see Before Midnight Um, because I am really interested to see where this goes. Obviously, it's a little bit different. I'm sure that whoever saw this in theaters the first time had a very different experience than I did because I know there's sequels, you know? So when they get to the end and they they sort of go their separate ways, like I know like, oh, okay, well, I'll get to see another one where they'll get back together or whatever. Um, But it is infectiously romantic mm. I think it's the best way to say it like it's really by the end I was like oh I, I, want, I want these two guys they, they should be together um it yeah it's just really cool and you know I, I think people should check it out especially if you like sort of a I don't I don't want to call it sappy romance because it's not it's really well written smart romance um you got to sort of get through a little bit of the dialogue because again some of it is going to rub you the wrong way and you're going to be like oh you know what fucking ignorant, uneducated, trite bullshit. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of stuff sometimes that you would, if you ever were in college and you went to a philosophy class and there was that kid who liked to raise his hand too much, the stuff that came out of that kid's mouth, that's what's in this movie sometimes. And you're like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> Um, the but guy I think who raises hand, everyone just like, it's like a yeah. universal eye roll. Of yeah, the everyone in the room just goes, oh, come on. Yeah, that that kid, um, but I, th- I think it's good. I think people should check it out, and I'm really excited to see what the sequels do because uh, basically the director sort of wants to revisit these characters every now and then, and so that's what he's been doing. And so I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to change over time. I can't remember who. It's somebody. I've got it here, but uh, I'll move on and then finally remember who it is. Um, oh, uh, Linklater. Linklater. Yeah, yeah, Richard Linklater. Um, so yeah, that yeah, I'm excited to see it. Cool. Next one. Uh, and then I also got a chance to go see Fruitvale Station, which Fruitvale Station was a movie coming out of Sundance that made a pretty big splash, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going around now. It stars uh, Richard B. Jordan or Michael B. Jordan, uh, not Richard. It's <laughs> Richard Linklater. It stars Michael B. Jordan, who I knew from uh, Friday Night Lights and mm-hmm. thought he was really good in that. Uh, he is fantastic in this. Basically, it tells the story of um, it. Sort of got big on the internet in early 2010 
It must have been because it, it takes place on New Year's Eve. Uh, but basically, the movie starts with actual YouTube footage that was shot by uh, somebody with a with a phone camera that night um, when there was some police brutality and this guy was involved in it. And then it backs up to the beginning of that day. And it tells you this whole... It follows this guy for that whole day. And while... While I think that you might take away that, like, well, they're really trying to make this guy out to be better than he is, I don't think that's what it, it's trying to do. Um, basically, he's this guy who... He's been in jail. He was a drug dealer. And while he's trying to go straight and trying to, you know, keep his job and all that stuff, like, he's having a hard time of it. Um, and he's got this girlfriend and, and they've got a daughter together. And you really feel like he is trying to be better. You know, and yes, he's he's screwing some things up in his life, but he is making a solid effort to be a better person. Um, and then sort of some things come back at him and cause certain things to happen. And, you know, I don't want to spoil where it goes at the end. I will say this is an extremely difficult movie. Um, I When I left the theater, I was not in a happy place. Like I had to I had to like drive home quietly and sit for a little while and be like, OK. All right, I, I'll get through this. Sounds and like my kind of movie. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Do you, no, yes, you will love this movie. Um, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, Octavia Spencer plays his mother, and she's not in it a lot, but she's a fucking powerhouse when she is. Um, and I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays his girlfriend is really great. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan just steals the show. I mean, you by the end of the movie, you wanted to be. I, th- I think part of why it's so successful is that you you like this guy so much and you want to be friends with this guy. Um, so that then when things happen at the end, you're like, Oh fuck, like this is rough. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I would definitely say check it out. It's only like an hour and 26 minutes. So it's an easy like afternoon. Well, it's not an easy afternoon. Go see a movie, but, uh, it's easy to squeeze in. That's for sure. Um, or at the very, I, you don't have to go see it in theaters. Maybe rent it when you can. But I, I was thinking afterwards, you know, when we talk about movies that are important, I don't think we're talking about movies. You know, they're, they're, these aren't movies that you're you're gonna buy and you're gonna watch a bunch of times because they're not fun to watch. But they're movies that honestly, you see them and something about it sort of changes you slightly. It's a oh, story. Those are the movies that I watch over and over again. <laughs> it's a, it's but it's a story that sticks with you in a way that even if you don't see it that many times or even if you don't buy it. Um, it is important because if you ever find yourself in a, in a, in a situation or if, if you ever have that kind of a hardship, you will remember that little lesson or that, or even that story. Um, and it affects who you are to some extent. And I'm not saying that this, I, you know, that's, that's high praise and maybe this is that, but this is definitely in the, in that line, you know, where this is, this is an important movie that I think that people should see. Um, so yeah, man, check, check that shit out. It's good. Anyway. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to drag my husband to a really depressing movie. Mm, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I, I don't want to oversell it here. 90% of this movie is pure joy. Like, watch just watching this guy, you are just having a good time. Like, he's a... Most of the time, you are enjoying that movie. But, anyway, it's good. Laura, you haven't watched anything lately, have you? Um, well, I have watched things, but I don't know if you already talked about them because I don't listen to the podcast. Right. No, I know. Um, last week I went and saw The Heat. Oh, Did no. No, one? none of us have ever talked about The Heat, I don't think. Oh, my God. It is so good. Yeah? It is <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny. What a great review. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> put, the, no, put it then on like, Twitter. They'll, they'll put that on the DVD. It is, it is oh, like, it's like raunchy buddy cop humor yeah. with women. And Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy are like a powerhouse couple. It is so good. The chemistry between them is awesome. Like, I highly recommend is, it. Is Melissa McCarthy funny because she's fat? No, she's mm-hmm. funny because she's a good actress. Okay, good. And is great at physical comedy, which a lot of women aren't. Or they don't get the opportunity to do so, and so yeah, it's it's refreshing and it's hilarious. Good, and I ve- I highly highely recommend it. Cool, uh, yeah, I, I want to check it out. I just probably won't see it in theaters. I don't like giving Sandra Bullock money. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> Why? Because uh, I hate Crash, and I think that the Blind Side is pandering. Mm. Yeah. So that's her fault. Yeah. Okay. She chose those movies. Um, <laughs> and I also saw The Spickle Me Too. Oh no. If you guys, I I assumed you hadn't talked about that one. No, because I don't think any of us have seen it. I don't know. I does, liked it. Does it have a lot of minions in it? I love the minions. Oh my God. Good news, honey. They have their own movie coming out next I year. I want. Oh my God, that's right. Fuck. I want I to watch minions Spider-Man. shows all like minion shorts all day long, every day. Oh my God. And they play a larger role, but it's still like it's you. You get to see what Gru is like as a daddy, and it's so fucking cute. It's like. See that I'm Can't down for. Can't even handle it. I, There's I, a lot of minions in it, but like the what Gru's relationship with his girls as they grow up is like. See, I'm down really, for that really part. Cute. Yeah, that that part sounds good. The part where there's a lot of shiny stuff and like, hey, look, we're wacky. That's the part I don't like. But they're wacky in a really cute way. Oh, I love the minions so much. Yeah. In fact, I changed the ring, the text tone on my phone now is a minions laugh. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it's not there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I've gotten really good. I had, a, I had a, uh, like a beaker from the Muppet as my text. It though. sounded like a cat getting strangled. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It was obnoxious. Is that it, Lori? Oh, uh, yeah, just shitty reality shows. Watch uh, my yeah, Kardashians. They're horrible. They remain shitty. Watch my Real Housewives. That's about it. All right, cool. Pay some bills. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Idiot Chillix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, duh, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm incontinent. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S... P H E R Oh god. Oh god. S god. Just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Did you get any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, that's it? What, it, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... What, <sighs> ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sperks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? Gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. 
Strux is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puke and farts in here. Go to Strux'sDomain.com. Bye! Strux'sDomain.com My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye! Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smokin' Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Box office at North America and Canada. This is the box office stats. Is it really Canada too? I yeah. Didn't know that. Oh wow. I guess I should say United States and Canada because it's North American box office. They're I was both North, North America. America. And does that does that include Mexico? Same thing. Uh, no, because Mexico is Central America. Oh no no no! There are only two continents. There's North America and South America. Yeah, but. They're dividing it up by territories. Mexico okay. counts as international. Oh, okay. But Canada doesn't. That's weird, huh? Yeah, that is weird. I think I think that might be racist. <laughs> yeah, the people in Canada, they're white. The people in Mexico, not so much. Just saying. Yep, maybe. Speaking of which, I didn't talk about the fact that in front of Fruitvale Station, nothing but black people movies. It was really weird. Like, the butler, you know... Uh, uh, wait, wait! Why do they have to be the black Mandela people in the movie? movie? Why can't they just be? Er- no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that they're movies where all of the main actors are like, they're all black, and and I don't know why we don't see those trailers in front of other movies or vice versa. Like, you know, the people going to see Fruitvale Station are not exclusively black, as I improve, and the people who want to go see Mandela. Oh my God, the teaser trailer for Mandela is one of my favorite trailers of the year. Like, I want to see that movie really bad. I just Elba, right? Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I want to see 12 Years a Slave. I want to see uh, that other movie I saw a trailer for today. Like They talk I, about him as being the next James Bond. That would be cool. That would be sweet. He might be getting too old for it if they don't switch soon. Because, hmm. yeah, he's got some, like 40s or something, right? Yeah, but he's getting some gray hairs. I'm yeah. Just saying. You want to pick a young guy so you can do like eight movies. He'd still be badass as of now. Oh, it'd be bad. Because yeah. you know that... No, but you, that can't use it. you can't have like a young James Bond. He has to sort of have like, a distinguished... Whatever. Laura's so like, in love with Daniel Craig. Well, I'm not oh, saying I like I'm not saying Craig. 20. I'm not saying like Jay Baruchel as James <laughs> Bond. Like I'm just saying. Wow. Well, uh, thanks, Q. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just saying somebody who's not 40, mid 30s. Somebody who's 
seems like they could still be a spy. I, I do love his speech in Pacific Rim. Yeah. Today. Today. <laughs> uh, anyway. We are actually, the apocalypse. Actual box office numbers. Uh, the Wolverine. Yeah. Number one, not surprising. Not really. 53? Yeah, 53. $53 million, um, which is actually the lowest opening for an X-Men movie. Really? Yeah, they're they're saying because the uh, the first one had such like vitriol. Yeah, not very many people liked it very much that it actually hurt the Wolverine. Even though a lot of people, critics, critic wise, love the Wolverine. I think it's like it's seventy eight percent or something. Yeah, um, on Rotten Tomatoes. But you know, I'm sure they'll make another one because it's making a killing internationally. So yeah. Oh, I'm, oh well, and it's just easy. That character is yeah. He's awesome. Not somebody that people are going to let go. Yeah, that's about it. That's the only that's the only new movie last week besides yep. like some limited release stuff, so Yep. So the Wolverine, cool. I wonder what's coming out on Blu-ray next week. Oh, I know James has the page up already. Yeah. DVD releases the Blu-rays. Big one, Oblivion. Yep. That good yeah. old Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm excited to see that movie again. Me too. Um, if only to I bet it looks fantastic on Blu-ray. Yeah, and if only to make sure that it is as good as I kind of remember. You know, not that I, not that it was the best movie of the year or anything, but fun. Yeah, it's a cool a movie. Fun sci-fi movie. Um, one of my favorite movies of the year, though, so far, Mud comes out this week. I'm excited the, uh, to see it. Matthew McConaughey movie. Uh, There's yeah. one I'm excited right there. See that Robin Hood? Oh yeah, the 40th Dude, anniversary. I love the uh, the theme song to that. Yeah. That, and all the animals are running across storybooks and stuff. Yeah. Isn't that the one that, like, half of that movie is reused animation from other movies? Like, that's why the snake is the same and, like... No, there's the same voices, though. So, well, like, but, like, some of the animated... So, like, that snake definitely has similar animation. Oh, no, it's from, the same voice. From, and from the, uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, what they're doing is they're taking... They took the voice and the snake and then made him a character in it. Right, that, uh, actor. Uh, the Borges, the last season, which is what season f- three comes out this week. No, I can't find it. Uh, and they're also putting out a complete series box set, which I never bought any of those seasons, so I might just pick that one. Nice, because I really like that show. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. Uh, and also, Community season four comes out this week. Um, so if you want to see the down episode or the down season, um. And uh, a place beyond the pines, which is another one of the little movies from yeah, really I this meant year. To see that I never got a chance to. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that movie, and I think people should say, uh, check that out. Uh, On the road, which is the Kristen Stewart, uh, Jack Kerouac mm-hmm. movie, uh, that comes out this week, as well as there was something with Olivia Wilde. Oh, uh, Olivia Wilde and Ben Affleck in To the Wonder, which I don't remember anything about, but it has actual actors in it, so might be. Is worth that checking the out. Terrence Malick one? Oh, I'm not sure. Um, oh, and West of Memphis, which is the little documentary about the, uh, um, what are they called? Uh, the Memphis Three, right? Yeah, yeah, the Memphis Three. Yes, it is Terrence Malick. Good, good, good memory. I want to um, see the Sapphires. That comes out too. I heard it's really good. I don't. I've never heard it. What is the Sapphire? It's about this Australian um, singing group that entertains the troops in Vietnam. Huh. So, did you really just freak out that the Page Master is coming Shut out on up. Blu-ray? Yes, I just freaked out that the Page Master is coming out on Blu-ray. Gee, I haven't Christmas. seen that movie since I was a kid, but I want to see that again, man. 
but I won't freak out that there is a Blu-ray version of Wing Commander coming out <laughs> this week. That won't. That will not be the thing for me. But yeah, do, do, did you not like the Page Master? No, I don't remember it. Oh man! It's got oh hey, the pickup artist on Blu-ray. Oh wait, the Where? movie that single-handedly destroyed Molly oh. Ringwald's career. Really? <laughs> she she was in a movie after that. Do you know of one? Hey, no, she's in um, Secret Life of American Teenager. Yeah. Oh, twenty years later. And yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but that's not. Is there a reason why that killed her career? Uh, just, well, no. But I mean, because you know Robert Downey Jr. is in it too. He he was able to survive. That's true. Yeah. Well, but he also got into drugs, so maybe she just avoided the drugs and gave up acting altogether. Yeah, that's fine too. Uh, Blue Water, White Death. Ooh. There is what? a shark movie out this week. Nice. Just saying, and then a whole lot of porn. But that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Real news time. It's real news. That Page Master Blu-ray, only nine dollars. Yeah, are you getting it? Um, no, I'm not that crazy. How do you feel about Spawn? Nah, nah, yeah, I'm kind of mad too. Yeah, whatever. But Jamie Foxx really wants to make a Spawn movie. Yeah, you could be good in it. Yeah, I like Jamie Foxx so. Yeah. And I mean, I do the show, so I'd probably see it. So. <laughs> I, it's interesting. It's one of those characters that feels so like 90s oh, yeah. heavy rock and roll oh, to me that I would kind of like to see somebody do it in a way that was modern and would, you know, would really I thought make the me HBO appreciate it. animated series wasn't that bad. Oh, I've never seen that one. I've only seen the like shitty movie with the giant clown guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I used to watch the animated series with my sister when I was younger. It was on HBO, so it was it. one of the first really adult animation shows. Huh. Yeah. I think you get it on DVD if you're bored one day. You want to check it out. I'm, it's all right. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't care that much. But uh, did, you didn't see the trailer for Bad Milo, did you? Mm-mm. Okay. So this is the mo- new movie from the Duplass Brothers, which is about a guy who he gets like a, like a not a tumor, but like a some kind of cyst in his colon, and it comes alive, and what? then... And then when he gets pissed at people, it climbs out of his butt and it kills people. (laughs) (laughs) I am not fucking kidding. And it's like a little puppet. Like there's this little puppet of a... Here, look at the... Look at the friggin... Let me pull up a picture so you can see what this thing looks like. Oh, and then then he he and it become friends. (laughs) Look at at this thing. Look at it. It crawls out of his butt and it kills people. Is that Kevin Marino? Yeah. Is he spooning his... Colon cyst? Yes, he is. Um, let me see. Uh, there's an awesome. I think there's an awesome tagline on this poster. Embrace your inner demon. That's what it <laughs> says. And then he's like, he's like spooning. With it's like it. an eighty style horror movie. Yeah. It looks like um like the like the Goonies, it, not the the Gooies puppets. It's coming out this fall. The poster nice. says. I'm seeing it. I, I yeah. This is one of those things that looks so stupid. And yet, because I know who's behind it, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, Duplass Brothers. All right, sure, I'm into that. But uh, I'm just—I only bring it up. People should go online and watch this trailer because it's ridiculous. Like it's—I—it feels like a fever dream when you're watching nice. it. Nice. Um, uh, do you do you want to go see uh, hang out at the theme park based on the life of Pi? Yeah, I do. Where like you stand on a mirror. <laughs> like that's the whole that's the whole theme park. I imagine that you're just gonna go into a room. Where they got like a painting of the sky on the walls, and then you stand on a mirror, and then the the floor looks like the sky. Richard Parker. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh, and there there'd be a tiger, and then the whole thing the whole thing would be a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a waste of three hours! But of I like my that life. says there's going to be an alien attraction. That'd be sweet. Yeah, no, no, every, yeah, that that part seems cool. But uh, basically, Fox is trying to build some theme parks based on some movies and stuff that they have. Um, and good for yeah, them. Life of Pi is probably not the one they should go with. Oh no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. Um, so here's, I don't know why this happens, but Vin Diesel basically his career at this point is, um, uh, he either makes Fast and Furious movies or in his off time he goes and does interviews with people where he says, "Hey, I'm gonna make this movie." And then he just keeps saying that for years and years and years until it happens. And then they make like, a new Riddick. Yeah, like for <laughs> years he was like, I'm going to make a new Riddick movie. And everybody's like, bullshit, nobody liked the last one. And now there's a new Riddick movie. You know what? And then I, he, he keeps saying like, I'm going to be in a Marvel movie. And it scares the shit out of me. And now he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make another Triple X movie. And I kind of believe him this time. Like I don't know how many times he has to like <laughs> pull movies out of his ass. Um, I was reading an interview with a studio executive. Uh, they were talking about this in my new Entertainment Weekly. That because he is the executive producer of the Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. that he makes so much money with them that Universal gives him the green light on sequels to movies like Riddick, like Carblanche, basically. Yeah, wow. the, he says because you know the Fast and Furious movies make six hundred million dollars. Yeah, and they're like, well, what do you want to do next? He's like, oh, I'll make a new Riddick movie. Wait, oh, I'll make a new Riddick movie. And then uh, so they're <laughs> like, all right, you can make it. And that's what he does. Wow. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I, I, well, quick, going to see his Fast and Furious movies, and he won't have... Uh, no, because they're great. <laughs> Speaking of which, Denzel Washington revealed this week that he turned down a chance to be in one, which I think is a bad move. Well, <laughs> he doesn't need any to be in that shit. I, I, I absolutely would like to see Denzel Washington in a Fast... I want to see everyone in a Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> Sally Field and Burt and, and Bert Reynolds drive up as, you know... Uh, the bandit and toad frog whatever her name is and then they they race in the fast food that would be awesome yeah man i don't know i don't understand how vin diesel keeps making movies I um, guess because I he see has them. a sexy, sexy voice. No, he doesn't. He sounds no, like no, no, he has no. Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. I don't think he used to sound this way. Like in interviews, he used to sound fine. But in that promo thing before our movie tonight, he sounded like it was hard for him to make words. Like he sounded like he was trying really hard for you to, I want you it's like the, to no, regal, it's not, regal it's movies, like go see. The he speaks. It's like the raspiness the and the deepness of his voice. Just because you yeah. say a big word, honey, doesn't mean his voice is But cool. here's the thing. I feel like he's putting on that raspiness, and that's why it's so hard for him to talk. I don't care. He's been wearing out his voice. Like, it is, he's it is talk, he's awesome. He's like this all the time. No, it's not, Laura. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like Rocky <laughs> after he... <laughs> yeah, but Rocky's been hitting the head enough yeah, times that you can't understand. Yeah, Anyways. That it for real news? That's it for real news. Cool. Do you have a comic book for me this week? No, it's your week. All right, cool. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. You know what my favorite thing to do is? Is when I don't have a comic book, I just go back into my Spider-Man will. The U.S. And I'll pick a comic for you. Um, (laughs) This comic is really expensive, and it's really hard to find. But if you want to get the original, I mean, please do. Um, It's Amazing Spider-Man number 33. And it's called the final chapter. In this um, in this issue of Spider Man, Spider Man is trying to find a cure for Aunt May, and it turns out that the only place that has it is this underground water fortress held by the master schemer. It turns out that this guy is actually Doctor Octopus, 
um, and Spider-Man gets a huge uh, thing crushed on top of him, and he's stuck stuck underneath it. And he's and he's having it's about five or six pages of him having this inner monologue about you know I can't do it anymore. It's too heavy. I'm just going to give up. Is basically what he's saying. It's issue thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah, I think I've read this. I've got the uh, yeah the, uh, essentials. And he, yeah. yeah, and he's uh, exactly. So pick up the essentials. Uh, and he's basically having this inner monologue about how he's not going to do it and he's giving up. But then he realizes that if he gives up, then Aunt May dies. He's letting other people down, and he musters up this incredible strength to lift tons of tons of debris <laughs> off of him, and he throws <laughs> it off. Like a mom whose baby is stuck under a car? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, he wheels himself, and he gets the cure for Aunt May. And um, What's she dying of? Cancer? Uh, probably. Okay. And uh, it, it's just a really great comic, and it really exemplifies who Spider-Man is as a character. Um, the reason I picked that one, too, is because he's not around anymore, Peter Parker. Um, so, so, so f- And then 50 years later, he mm-hmm. chooses to save a woman who has had cancer before rather than uh, and make a deal with the devil rather yep. than uh, keep his marriage. Yep. Yep. It makes sense. Yeah, could, um, but anyways, uh, I'm just highlighting one of the comics that's in Essentials. I think it's volume two. Yeah. Um, you can pick those up at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for 20% off. And they're all there because I was there this week. And he literally has, I think, two or three copies of every essential Spider-Man. Wow, um, they're really cool. They're really cool. Those first few where they're all the old black and whites, and like mm-hmm. the science doesn't make any sense. Those are really fun to read. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people don't know those early Spider-Mans were actually two tales in each one. Each one was like mm-hmm. fifteen pages long. Um, so the, the first one is like forty issues. Yeah, and uh, so it's great. Should you pick up, pick it up, or if you see Amazing Spider-Man thirty-three and you have a, about five hundred bucks to throw down on a comic book, it's it's well worth the investment. <laughs> cool. That's what I got for comic books this week. Hey, this week we saw Two Guns. Two Guns. Starring Mark three, Wahlberg. Three girls, four cars. And Denzel Washington. Laura, should people go see Two Guns? Yes, they absolutely should. Oh, yeah? James? Uh, so I went into this. This is the least excited I've been for a movie all year. Um I thought that the trailers, I was just like, fuck. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Uh, I had a fucking blast. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. And some of some of the plot is, you know, a little bit far-fetched, but in a comic booky way, which is because it's based on a comic. But uh, I think this is really great. And Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington are really fun to together. Uh, Mark Wahlberg actually might just steal the movie altogether. Oh, he totally um, does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I absolutely say, yeah, you want to go see a, a fun buddy cop movie? This is the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the movie's pretty fun, uh, especially the two leads. I did have a problem sometimes with the plot of the movie, mm-hmm. um, but we'll talk about it after the trailer. You know, I didn't mention why Brad isn't here. Brad's shooting the 48-hour film festival. Wait, Brad's not here? I know, right? Um, so uh, he's shooting that, so he won't. he's not here this week. Yeah. So he's really busy. Yeah. So we saw two guns without him. But hopefully he'll, hopefully he's. And that's why also I won't have any um, like interviews or anything or clips from the movie, just the trailer because Brad has to edit a lot this week. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll make it this. easy. So, yeah, so we'll make it easy for him. So I'm just gonna keep on talking so he doesn't really know where to put in the trailer. I <laughs> mean, um, he has to listen to the episode a little bit. Really <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brad. Uh, here, here's a trailer for Two Guns. You ever heard the saying, "Never rob a bank across from a diner that has the best donuts in three counties"? That's not a saying. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I get what you're saying. Maybe you it's not a saying. It is a saying. Oh, okay. It's a saying now. Go! Everybody sit down on the floor. Fire in the hole! 
The trailer doesn't really sell the movie very well. It's awful. The trailers are awful. Ah. Oh. Well, and I think the trailer, too, gave away a big part of the movie that would have been a fun thing for the audience to find out. Oh, you mean the fact that they are both Yeah, and that, that like... Yeah, because they do spend a lot of time building that up. Yeah, and then, um, I was, yeah, I saw it in the trailer. I know, like, what's going on. I mean, it's still a yeah. good movie, but I think that could have been saved. Well, see, the, and yet they don't spend any time se- selling, like, the, the funny one-liners or any of that stuff. Like, I just... Oh, yeah. Or, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense... Uh, I mean, basically, because, yeah, Laura's right. If you haven't seen the trailers, Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg play cops from... There's uh, Denzel Washington's DEA and Mark Wahlberg's Navy Internal Affairs. I didn't know that this existed. That's why my problem with the plot is what the fuck is the Navy doing? I don't know. That 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 doesn't sound like a Navy job. Exactly, yeah. The involvement of the Navy is where this movie is like... It stretches credulity, whereas they could have easily just said like, "Oh, he's a he's a Texas Ranger," or could he be a CIA agent who's like, a "Yeah, good who, one? Do, who Yeah, who doesn't know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." And then there's a yeah, exactly. I would have made it into something like that. The the Navy in Texas is the weirdest thing about I mean, this movie. I know it exists. I know it's because I've seen that. Face I'm before, sure, but it doesn't. I don't understand what they're doing. I, and, I, I, yeah, 
that's a part of the plot that I didn't understand because, you know, you go in and you already know that James Marsden's character is a bad guy. Yeah. Because you just know they're both being double-crossed. And, um, and so that's a part of the movie I had the biggest problem with is, you know, when they're trying to describe this really convoluted, why are they doing it? Mm. When I just really want Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg to be together again. Yeah. Because they are really good together. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, what my I think one of my favorite moments from it is um, when they still, uh, the two cars and they're, you know, fighting and they yeah. both fall out. And uh, I don't know, I forget what Denzel Washington says, but he says, come on, let's go. And Mark Wahlberg is like, look, he's like, that means we're working together? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so excited. Yeah, he's so excited. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, um, man, and there's just some funny little moments. Uh, you know, when they have the drug cartel guy in the back of the truck and he farts in his hand, and he, he's like, I'm gonna put that in there with you. <laughs> yeah, they were here, take that with you. Yeah. yeah, there's so many witty lines in the movie, like, you know, just even in that same scene, like when they open it up and they're like, oh, He's either dead or he threw up. Oh, he threw up, you know, just stuff like that that is yeah. delivered so well that it keeps you having fun, even when, yeah, they are fumbling through this really convoluted weird plot mm-hmm. um but i think the payoff is cool like this this whole big you know s- bizarre but big mexican standoff at the end um between like these three different crowds and stuff which yeah. is a- again uh, this movie clearly was supposed to be a tony scott movie <laughs> yeah like it's it's scripted like a tony scott movie it's shot like a tony scott movie it stars tony scott people because it's got Denzel Washington and Paula Patton, who are both in Deja Vu. It has it ends with a Mexican standoff, exactly like in True Romance and yeah. Enemy of the State. Like uh, this is a Tony Scott movie that just wasn't made by Tony Scott, and probably would have been slightly better if it were. But um, it's bizarre. Like it is. You know, the movie's really cool though. There's some really cool moments in it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mexican standoff. What you're talking about when Denzel Washington rolls up in uh, his convertible and he has just all the money sitting in the back seat and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, and the trunk and a big bag full of money. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> uh, and that action sequence is cool. I mean, I, I don't know why he blew the money up so quickly. Like, it seems because like they he wanted the money to rain and they could shoot. Yeah, you know? I mean, that shot is cool. Yeah. But the whole time they're shooting, I'm like, couldn't you have gotten behind cover and then blown it up? But, like, I might... Wait until Bill Paxson was closer? One of the things I had problems with, okay, so he blows up the money. You are one of these three groups who desperately wants that money. After he destroys it, like, what motivation do you have to kill everybody? Just because you're, a, kill him. you're yeah. a dude and that's what that's what you do? No, it's the Tony Scott ending. So when when every, half of everyone is dying and the, the motivation for everything has dropped out, uh, then everybody is going to shoot at everybody anyway, so they just shoot everybody. You like, know, everybody is afraid of getting shot, so they shoot everybody else. Gotcha. The one thing I do like about it was at the end where Mark Wahlberg had the gun pointed at Bill Paxson's character and Denzel Washington had it at James Marsden. Yeah. There wasn't this weird standoff of like, you got my back? Yeah, and they both shoot the guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, that makes sense. Like, if they're both pointing guns and they're on the same team, like, why don't you just take everybody out? I thought they were going to do a joke where they were like, all right, where Denzel Washington said, like, okay, put your gun down in one, two, three. And, mm-hmm. and then it would be a callback to the, you know, see, now I can't trust you because that's what, you know. But, but I think what they did was actually better. Because uh, then, then I'd be sitting there going, like, what? They they didn't know that when you count down, that's because they're synchronizing when they're going to shoot each other, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think their chemistry is really cool. And I would love to see, like, I would love to see another movie with the two of them as these characters yeah. running around doing something. But maybe not one that involves, like, weird, huge conspiracies with the CIA and, like, and the, the Navy. Navy. 
It's still, every time I think about the fact that the Navy is running around in the desert trying to shoot Marky Mark, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. You know, the action sequence is cool. Like when he slides up underneath the car and, shoot, you know, points the gun at that dude's nuts. Like that that was really creative and fun. And but it's, you know, the, the and dude's in the Navy. The, they didn't sell the movie like how, you know, funny it was. There's a part in it where... Uh, the Mexican drug cartel guy is pissing on his hand because it toughens up yeah. his hand. <laughs> yes. And Mark Wahlberg's getting hit with a bat. He's like, just don't touch him with those piss-covered hands. Yeah. And like, it, it, it was almost like they wanted, like, somebody at some point said, like, hey, you need to throw some 21 Jump Street lines in here. Yeah. And, like, just put some absurd shit in there. And it works. Uh, it just plays for some reason. Um, well, the, some reason is because those two leads are really good. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. you know, Denzel Washington, I still think, is one of the greatest actors we have. Yeah. Because for just some reason, he's one of those guys, too, with, like, Tom Cruise. You just believe everything he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then he can, even in a movie like this, it's supposed to be just sort of fun. Uh, some of the lines he has early on when he's being serious, I was like, man, that's a good... Like, when he when he delivers the... Um, um, uh, what's he say to her when when they're in bed together? He says like, uh, "I always wanted to love you," or I kept trying. I meant crying. to love you. I meant. Oh man, that's a good line. It is a good line, and he says it really well. And then it's stuck in my head. Like I wasn't even paying attention to the movie for five minutes because I was like, "Man, that's a that's a good line." How can uh, I gotta say that to that somebody line? someday? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm. A, I'm. A st- how could I reword that and put it in one of my own stories? You know. But yeah, it, I think it, the movie is better than I thought it was gonna be. Oh yeah. Um, I just wish the plot wasn't so convoluted convoluted and like it felt like it was really weighted down when they were trying to explain stuff yeah when it, it, was, it just, was a distraction from the funny yeah it was because if you just had these two guys running around you know and trying to figure it out and, and and i think it is it is simply the uh the amorphous bodies above what's going on like you could easily change because bill i think bill paxton's really cool oh, no, he's really his scenes are great um if you just said that instead of working for the cia he worked for some slightly larger drug cartel and instead of working for the navy they worked for uh, i don't know the cia you know like all you have to do is change a couple labels and the movie is suddenly so much more believable um because too you didn't really understand um bill paxton's motivation at the beginning yeah like why is he going around and harassing these people well i mean he's he's one of those archetype kind of characters that we usually don't get motivations for you know like uh you, he's a, you just assume he's a bad guy and that's sort of enough. yeah like christopher walken in true romance where we don't have to understand well. that he is just supposed to go kill people and that's his job um but i i think as soon as you find out that he works for the cia you're like wait so what's your job now like, because now he works for the government and at what, at what point is the government paying a dude to run around and shoot people in the knees like i I don't know. Yeah, too, and you know he's keeping all that money in a bank. Why does he just take all that money and retire and not ever have to worry about it? I don't it? think it's his money. It's the CAA's money, but I don't know what they're. Do- I don't know why they're keeping it in a, I, sh- like, in a like a shit kicker bank in yeah, te- like Texas. The, the U.S. government needs tiny ass banks all over the country <laughs> to hide right. their money. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Really? Like I think Fort Knox is empty, but there's a bank in Texas that's full of cash. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, bizarre. Man. I don't get it. Yeah, the uh, whole plot, I don't know. Like, the the end result works, but the plot's but really silly. I didn't care because I was having so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when they would do that stuff, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is silly. And then we would move on. Um, you know, it is fun to get those uh, buddy cop movies every once in a while. Yeah. Cause... Well, and this one is taken more seriously than, like, a 21 Jump yeah. Street. Like this, oh, yeah. This, again, is in that same sort of um, Tony Scott uh, 
area of being real but also having wacky shit happen in it and over the top action and stuff like that um but i'm i am amazed at how much fun i had yeah like, i thought I, I thought i was gonna be ripping my hair out do you remember we go into every movie expecting it to be good this one was hard i'll be honest like we were going in the theaters like all right Watch this thing. I know. I'll be honest too. I was looking to see if we could see Cockneys versus Zombies <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah, I was just stoked to see a Mark Wahlberg movie, so it was good. Yeah, yeah, he's really I mean, good. He, he he's, wasn't even. He's great. He wasn't even shirtless, and I no. thoroughly enjoyed he d- it. He hit some dude with his Bronco and <laughs> sent him flying through the air. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Oh man, Paula Patton is shirtless. That mm-hmm. was weird. Yeah, uh, I'm fine, but I don't know why it's in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, they could have easily taken that and a couple of fucks out and made this a PG-13 movie. I don't yeah, probably. Yeah. Um That's okay. I like nudity. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so there was titties in it too. They still put titties in. Yeah, that's what no, that's what I'm is. saying. Oh, Paula Patton is that actress. Yeah. So her Oh, I was, her name is Paul? Paula. Paula. Oh, I was Paula. like I was like, like the lady, a shirtless guy? What? The lady the lady version for a of second. Paul. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. But yeah, cuz except for that and cuz even the violence is not I don't think real crazy. No, the like the craziest There's violence is when he shoots the chickens. It's like the most oh, graphic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really good. Oh, when he starts yelling at. Uh, I think funny. when the guy gets shot in the knee, that one's pretty. Yeah, hardcore. it's pretty gross, I guess. Um, but even like like there's that slightly gory when the guy gets the 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 thumbtacks pushed mm-hmm. into his hand and you see him pull him out and it seems gross, but I don't think it's like it's mm. not R-rated gross. No. You know? Um. But yeah. I think you pull those things out. You get a PG thirteen comedy or a PG thirteen action comedy. You got yourself a hit. Well, I think they're okay because I think Denzel's Washington's um, fans are older, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the movie will do fine. I think it'll still do okay. I don't, I don't know what it costs, but uh, it deserves to at least. Yeah, be a, a modest hit. Yeah, it'd, it'd be cool if they made a, if they made a sequel to it. You know, yeah, I'd watch one it. one with less CIA. Yep. You know, yeah. maybe one where they're just robbing banks. I don't know why. Or they're taking out the CIA banks. Yeah, the CIA yeah exactly. Them. Where the story is as simple as like, ah, the CIA's got these secret banks that the U.S. government doesn't know about. And we're breaking into them, which is what they imply. And we, the and we were hired by the President of the United States to take out all these there you go. <laughs> cells of the, the CIA. The President of the United States is car- played by Carlos Estevez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Bill Pullman, you know, whoever you want. Oh, man. <laughs> Bill Pullman, Bill Paxman. Bill Paxton together at last because Bill Paxton comes back. Oh, oh yeah. maybe from with a like gunshot a, wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a gunshot wound to the head. And then they finally face off. Yeah. Hey, next week we're seeing Elysium. Yeah, we are. Wait, I'm excited for that one. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be here, so have fun. Yeah, that'll Aww. be awesome. I'm glad my wife's not going to be here. She'll what? ruin she'll ruin my fun at Elysium. Why? Where are you, you going to be? Cause I she's told g- you, I'm, by, I'm babysitting my boss's kid. She's going to oh, be like, oh, that could never happen in the real world. Bring your boss's kid. Yeah. How old is he? Yeah. He, is it Radar? He's like a... Yeah. He's a year and a half. That's fine. Yeah, you'll be... Yeah, it'll You can't work. sit near us because you'll be loud <laughs> and obnoxious, but that's fine. When I saw Friday the 13th, there was like a little kid running around in it. Weren't there, so. Were there little kids in Texas Chainsaw 3D? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was like a three-year-old in front of us. Ugh. The, all of these people should not have kids. Man. It's horrible. You know, I always forget that Brad had me pre-record the ending to the show yeah so I don't have to say it anymore it's awesome yeah bye bye see ya
Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Until next week, bye.